Connecting faith to life. Vision. And it's Phil Edwards here, and what a privilege and honour it's been to be here with the local churches of Kalgoorlie Boulder here in Western Australia on a beautiful weekend. It's another beautiful day today to hear the gospel declared loudly and clearly to this community. It's been lots of uh, activities, lots of music and kids' games and things, but the real highlight is seeing people come forward and dedicating their life to Jesus Christ. Now, in just a few moments, we're going to hear one of Will's messages uh, from Friday evening here in Kalgoorlie. But before we do, let's have some music from The Afters. Now, what a special night. What a special night in the gold fields. And I can't tell you enough just how grateful we are to be here with you guys. I feel like the luckiest guy in the world that we get to be here with you tonight. And, you know, I want to tell you, there's, there's one thing I feel like I keep learning in my life. You know what it is? I learned this over and over. That God is always good. God is always good. God is always faithful. And we can trust Him with everything and anything in our lives. And I hope that's what you take away from tonight. That you can trust God with everything in your life. That He loves you. That He loves Australia. He loves the gold fields. And I truly believe He has great things in store for this community here. Amen. This is a song about that hope that we have and how God works on our behalf. He fights our battles for us. It's called battles. All right, you guys are in the band, so let me hear you.
the Bible, there's a young boy named David who goes before a giant named Goliath and he defeats him because the power of God was on his side. We can overcome anything we face in this life because God is with us. In my weakness, you are strong. Every trouble you have overcome. In my weakness, you are strong. Every trouble you have overcome. In my weakness, you are strong. Every trouble. so much we've loved our time with you we're gonna be back tomorrow night but you can go ahead and have a seat now and i want to introduce you to one of my favorite people on the whole planet we've we've gone all over the world with him doing events like this and i've seen so many people give their lives to jesus because of how passionate he is at sharing the gospel and so tonight just listen up hear the words that he wants to share with you please welcome my dear friend will graham well, good evening, and uh, it's great to be here in Kalgoorlie, Boulder, here in Western Australia, and uh, I think a lot of my friends that are with me that came from America didn't bring warm enough coats, <laughs> but I checked the forecast. I knew what to expect, and uh, I'm one of those crazy Americans that we like the cold weather, and so uh, I kind of like it out here. I don't know if you do or not, uh, but I sure do. But I want to say thanks for allowing me to come to your wonderful country, and I've enjoyed exploring a little bit of the gold fields and the communities around here. It's such a beautiful area. I grew up in the country. I'm not a city boy. Uh, I like the country, so I very feel very much at home here. Now, the only difference between where I live and is probably about uh, 50 centimeters of water every year. Um, we get a lot, probably a lot more rain than you do, um, but uh, you got a lot. I like sunshine, and you got lots of it here. And so uh, I like being out here. This is my second time to your community, and uh, but I love it, and I always have a great time here, and just want to say thanks for coming. But I don't want to wait, take too much time. I know it's not, I know some of you are already cold, and you think you're freezing to death. And, uh, well, there's one person that's not. Thank you. Uh, tonight I want to talk to you about purpose. You know, what... 
when you don't understand the purpose of something, you get frustrated with it. You don't fully appreciate something. For example, like uh, here in Australia, you have a, a, box, a box jellyfish. I don't know. The only purpose it looks like it has in life is to kill people when it swims in the water. Uh, I, I don't know what else. When I get to heaven, I will have to ask the Lord, what, what else is the purpose of this, this thing, this box jellyfish? Also, I mean, you got everything in the world that wants to kill you here in Australia. You got the Sydney funnel web spider. And it, look, it looks like it's got fangs that are longer than my canine teeth. Uh, big old spider. I don't, you know, what's the purpose of that besides, you know, making our life miserable? Or, or you got the redback spider. Uh, that, that's, I mean, seriously, how many deadly spiders do you have running around here? And then if it's not again, you got a, a taipan snake. And, um, and plus a whole bunch of other things out there. If you go swimming, you got the other sharks to get you and other types of jellyfish to get you. I don't know how many poisonous snakes you get, but you know, what's the purpose of all these things? And when we don't understand the purpose of something, we get frustrated with it. And so I want to talk to you a, a passage tonight about understanding purpose. And the first thing I want you to know is when we, when we have the wrong purpose in life, it brings dissatisfaction. And here's a passage in the Bible. It takes place uh, during the time of Jesus, but it really deals with Jesus's cousin named John. And John has a nickname. He's called John the Baptist. And the reason why he's called John the Baptist, because he would baptize people in the Jordan River. He would dunk people and uh, tell them about God. He's like a preacher, an evangelist like me, just living 2,000 years ago. And he was in a Matter of fact, and the place that he lived was probably very much like this place here in Kalgoorlie, Boulder. Very arid, but they had this one river, the Jordan River, and he would go down there and he would baptize people in the Jordan River and tell people about the coming Messiah. Now, his cousin was named Jesus. Jesus. And that's what I really want to talk to you about tonight. But it starts off by talking about John the Baptist. And it says uh, here in John chapter 3, verse 25, it says, Then there rose a dispute between some of John's disciples, John the Baptist's disciples. Disciples is nothing but a follower of, of somebody. These are John's followers. These are his helpers. These are the ones that followed him and listened to him. And uh, some of his disciples, it said John's disciples and the Jews about purification. They, they were arguing over some religious rules. And here they were, they were arguing, they were bickering back and forth. And then one of the men came up and he said, he said, now, um, it says in verse 26, and they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, hey, teacher, uh, he who is with you beyond the Jordan, in other words, your cousin Jesus, remember that guy, Jesus, that you baptized, you baptized him? And John baptized Jesus, his cousin. And Jesus was baptized. He says, you remember that guy that you, you baptized who was beyond the join, to whom you testified and said he's the coming Messiah? Well, guess what? He's right down the river right here and he's baptizing everybody else and they're all going over to him. And so what we see here is John's disciples, they were arguing and they didn't understand their purpose in life. And there's some of you here today, you don't know, why are you here? Why are you here living in 2018 in Kalgoorlie, Boulder? 
And, you, and you're thinking to yourself, does God even have a plan or a purpose for my life? I mean, there's got to be more to life than I'm experiencing. And maybe you're just dissatisfied in life. You're not happy with the way things have gone. You're not happy. Things are miserable. You're always arguing. You're bickering with people. That's usually a sign that you're not satisfied with life. And John's, uh, his disciples, they were mad because Jesus was baptizing. And they're thinking, wait a minute, that's ours. <laughs> that's what we did. That's our job. That's our, that's our market. This is our part of the Jordan River. You know, it's like having a car wash, uh, building a car wash. I saw a car wash right down the road. And there's a car wash, and then the, it's like someone else comes and builds one right beside it. And it's like, why, how come you built it there? How come you wouldn't go on the other side of town? And John's disciples were upset because Jesus was baptizing so close to them. And they were mad because now everybody was going over to Jesus. Then John's disciples had less work to do. And they didn't like it. They felt like they were being overlooked. They thought Jesus was moving into their territory and they didn't like it. And they said to John, John, you remember that guy, your cousin? Tell him to get out of here. Tell him to go down the river a couple miles, a couple kilometers. Tell him to get down. This is our turf. This is what we're doing. And see, they had the wrong idea of success. To them, it was all about them. And they were jealous that Jesus baptizing so close in proximity. And they were, they were jealous that everyone was going and following Jesus. And that's where so many people are here today. They're just dissatisfied in life. They were, maybe you're jealous of other people. You're jealous of how other people live. You're jealous of the things they have. Maybe you, some of your parents are jealous of because someone makes more money than you. Or they got a bigger business than you, a bigger church than you. Maybe they, you see someone else's man, like they got a happy family. I wish I had a happy family. I wish I had a happy marriage. You're jealous. Because things aren't going right in your life. And you're miserable. And that's what happens when you don't understand your, your purpose in life. And there's so many people in this world that are living every day without knowing their purpose. And I'm sure there's some of you here today, you're wondering, what's my purpose? What does God have me to do in this world? But when you have the right purpose in life, it brings satisfaction. And that's what we see here. John answered, John the Baptist answered his disciples and said, A man can receive nothing unless it's been given to him from heaven. You, you, you you've heard me say... And bear witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. And then he gives an example. He says, he who has the bride is the bridegroom. But the friend, that's John the Baptist, of the bridegroom, who stands and hears and rejoices greatly because of the bridegroom's voice. He goes, therefore, this joy of mine is fulfilled. He's happy. And then he writes this verse, he must increase. But I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of the earth. But he who comes from heaven is heaven. He's above all. See the right? See a creator gives purpose to his creation. A couple years ago I was in the city of Broken Hill. And Broken Hill has a well-known artist there named Pro Hart. 
And I have one of Pearl Hart's, uh, someone gave me a puzzle of his, it was one of his paintings made into a puzzle. And I had it, uh, I had my staff where I work put it together. And when they finished it, I had it framed and we hang it up on the wall so we can pray for Australia. But a painter gives, he gives purpose to his creation. Uh, here in this, uh, this uh, shell, you might call it. I'm not sure what they call it here. A shell. This, audio, this little platform up here with this little cover on it. It has a purpose. Uh, to have concerts. Uh, to have someone come up and speak and there be an audience out here. It's not a, it's not a place you would want to sleep. Especially on a cold night tonight. It's not a cafeteria. It's not a sports arena right here. It's a place to have concerts and to listen to people to speak. Maybe some other things it does. But that's the purpose. Whoever made this gave it a purpose. And I'm staying in a local hotel. That hotel doesn't have a venue like this. But it's got a place for me to lay my head down and take a bath and eat food. It has a different purpose. They created it with a different purpose. A creator gives purpose to his creation. A builder gives purpose to his building. And my friends, God is your creator and therefore he gives you purpose in life. It is God who gives you purpose. That's why John the Baptist said, our purpose is not found here on earth. It comes from heaven. Because God is the one that created you and created me. He created the human race. God's the one that gives you purpose in life. And God's purpose is understandable. Because John the Baptist realized that it's not centered on, on him. It's centered on God. He said it comes from him. My purpose in life is not found on the things of this earth. I don't give myself purpose. The man, the person who made me, God, gives me purpose in life. He realized it came from heaven and not earth. And he realized his role in God's plan. And he gives an example. He said he gave a wedding example. He said, I'm just a friend of the bridegroom, of, of the groom. I'm not, I'm, not the, I'm not the best man. I'm just a friend of the best man. I, I have my role in life, and I'm not that role. That's God. That's Jesus. That's my cousin. That's his role. I've just been here to prepare the way. To prepare the way for the Jesus, the Messiah. And he realized something. He realized that God must increase in his life. Now we live in a world today that the whole world said this world's all about you. Everything you see, it's all about you. All the advertising is trying to entice you. Trying to get you to do something. They want to focus on you. And this world will tell you, you've got to live your own life because no one else is going to do it for you. And my friends, it's the opposite of what the Bible says. The Bible says it's all about God. It's all about Him. And when you put Him first, then everything else works out in your life. And you wonder why things aren't working out in your life is because you have not put God first in your life. Oftentimes I have people that come up to me and they, they want me to autograph something. Sometimes their Bible. It always felt weird to autograph a Bible because I didn't write the Bible. It's like signing a book that you didn't write. But I oblige and I, I always sign my name, but I always put a verse. And this is the verse I put in it. John 3.30. He 
God must increase. I, Will Graham, must decrease. This life is all about God, my friends. And if God is not the priority of your life, then your life is upside down. You've made it about yourself. He realized that God must increase in life. And he realized that God is over everything. God is in control of everything in your life. But so many are running away from God right now. Some of you are angry with God. You feel like God's giving you a raw deal in life. You're upset with how things have gone in your life. doesn't matter how young or how old you might be. But tonight you realize that you don't understand your purpose in life. Why God created you. Why are you living right here in Kalgoorlie, Boulder in 2018? But tonight you can know, and I'm going to give you a chance to make a decision here in a minute. And God's purpose brings fulfillment. That's what we see in verse 29. John the Baptist says, my joy is fulfilled. And when you understand God's purpose in your life, it brings you joy. It brings you peace in life. It brings you happiness. It brings you a sense of purpose, a sense of direction. All the things that you've been longing for in life is found in the person and the work of Jesus Christ and Him alone. That's where your purpose is found. It's not found in the things of this earth. It's not found in your work. Which you're, you, know, you may have a job. That's wonderful. But I'm talking more than a job. What were you created for? What were you made for? That's the real question. And we see that here. Moses was created for a purpose. And that was to lead Israel out of Egypt. It wasn't for fame. It wasn't for a new home. <laughs> it wasn't to live in Egypt. He had one purpose in life. And that was to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt and into the promised land. There's a verse in the Bible I want to read to you. comes from Jeremiah chapter 1. And this is what the word of the Lord said. He said, before I formed you in the womb, before you were even conceived in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And this is God speaking to Jeremiah. And what does this Bible tell us? What does this Bible verse tell us? That God, before the... You were even thought of by your parents, knew your name. He knew what you looked like. He knew every detail of your life. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, he goes, I knew you. He said, before I formed you, it is God who makes you. It is God who brings you into this world. It is God who created you and therefore gives you purpose. And he said, before you were even born, I knew everything about you. Isn't that an awesome thing that he knew everything in my life? I'm 43 years old. And God already knows what my 44th year looks like. My 45th, my 50th if I'm lucky. If I don't get bitten by one of those spiders. <laughs> or one of those, I'm never going to go swimming in Australia, I promise you that. But God had a plan and purpose. And look, this is what he says to Jeremiah. He says, before you were born, I sanctified you and set you apart to be a prophet. In other words, God not only knew him, but gave him a purpose in life. And for him, for Jeremiah, that was to be a prophet, a preacher like me. 
That's what Jeremiah's job, his purpose in life was going to be. Now, your purpose may not, may not to be a, a preacher or an evangelist. That's okay, but God created you for a purpose. And there's some of you here today, you have no idea what it is. And that's why your life is falling apart. That's why your life is miserable. That's why you, you don't have joy in your life. That's why you have bitterness and anger, shame. Because you're not fulfilling your, your ordained purpose in life. God has a purpose for you. And God has designed us for a purpose. God was wanting you to be different than everybody else. See, my friends, the Bible says that you and I, we are created in the image of God. You and I were created in the image of God. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, I mean, what does that mean when we're creating the image of God? Do we look like God? I don't know if we have those type of characteristics or not. But it meant that God created us to have a relationship with us. God created you. He created me. He created every in the, everyone in this world for a purpose. And that's to have a relationship with Him. To have a personal relationship. It's not about just, you know, do I believe there's some, some God or higher, higher being up there? No, it's to know God personally. To have Him to come into your life and direct you in your life. To have the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who made everything here. I just saw the sun rising up over here a minute ago. God's the one that made that moon and hung it there. He created everything in this world. And he's thinking of you right now because he has a plan and purpose for you in life. God wants you to know him. You were created for a purpose. God wants to give you joy and peace and happiness, meaning in life. But yet many of you are not finding those things in life right now. Why? You say, well, Will, why? if we were created for that, I sure don't feel it. I don't have happiness. I don't have joy. I don't have meaning. I'm... I'm not satisfied, I'm not fulfilled, I don't have joy. So why do I have all these problems in life if God created me in His image and wants to have a relationship with me? Because I don't have any of that. I'm not experiencing any of that happiness. It's because of sin. And you're saying, okay, now what's, what, what, what's sin? Sin means we disobeyed God. We broke God's laws. And you say, well, I don't know what they are. Does it matter if we know them or not? For example, I can come here to Australia. I am come out here to Western Australia. And now I know it's, I've been told by every person here that it's the Wild West out here. <laughs> but I promise you this, if I go way too fast down, um, down your main street right here, Hand Street, I bet I'm going to get pulled over. And I can say, well, I'm sorry, don't give me a ticket. I just didn't know the rules. <laughs> Guess what? He don't care. <laughs> They're going to give me a ticket. And I'm going to have to spend in jail with a spider. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. I'm going to be pulling back my sheets looking for spiders. But here, so it doesn't matter if you know God's rules or don't. We, the Bible says that we've all broken them. Everyone who's ever lived, we've broken God's rules. And the Bible says, for we have all sinned and we've all come short of God's glory. Listen, please listen to me. Will Graham is a sinner. Will Graham is a sinner. Every one of us in here is a sinner. We've all broken God's rules. I'm no different than you. 
I'm no different. I've broken God's rules. I've broken His laws. And the Bible says for those who break God's laws, we deserve punishment. Just like if I go too fast down this street and I get pulled over, I deserve punishment. Hopefully it's in the form of a ticket, not something worse. But I have to pay a ticket. I have to pay the fine. Why? Because I'm guilty of breaking the laws. And the Bible says when we break God's laws, guess what? We deserve punishment. And guess what the Bible says that punishment is? Death. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. But the gift of God is eternal life. Christ wanted to pay your debt. It's a debt that you and I could not pay. And so that's why God sent his son Jesus into this world. He sent his son Jesus into this world to do what? One thing. To pay your debt and my debt. And the only way that he could do it, just as the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. He had to die for your sin and my sin. And that's why Jesus died on the cross for you and me. He died on the cross for you and me. He bled and died for you and me. That's how much God loves you. Why? Because he wanted to have a relationship with you. But sin destroyed it. So he said, "What? Well, you know what? I'll have my son go down there, pay your debt, and restore that relationship between you and me. My friends, you were created for one purpose, and that's to know Jesus. Jesus desires to have a relationship with you more than anything else in life. He was willing for his own son to die so that you could live. That's how much he loves you. You say, well, Will, I don't feel loved. My friends, that's why I'm going to ask you to make a decision here in a few minutes. You can ask Christ to come into your life, forgive you of your sin, and say, Lord, I believe in you. I believe that you died on the cross, and I want you to come into my life because my life's broken. And then I'm tired of it being broken. Lord, I need you to, I need you to change my marriage. <laughs> Lord, I need you to change my heart. Lord, I need you to change. I just need you to change my mind. My friends, God can change all that tonight. There's some of you here today, maybe you're contemplating suicide. I'm here to tell you that God has a plan and purpose for you. You may not feel like it right now, but I promise you this. God has a plan and purpose for your life. And it can start tonight if you're willing to come to him. There's some of you have been, maybe you're an alcoholic. And you've been trying to get rid of, you, you want to quit drinking, but you haven't been able to find the willpower. You can't figure out how to do it. My friends, it starts with Christ. He'll change your heart from the inside out. God can change your life. He gives you the purpose. He gives you the meaning in life. All you have to be doing is willing to come to Him. My friends, what you're missing in life is purpose. I got a question for you as we close. And then I'm going to ask you to make a decision here in a few minutes. I don't want to prolong this. I'm not here to draw it out. But tonight's the most important decision you'll ever make. And I want you to understand the decision you're making tonight. But uh, here in Australia, I know we come from different worlds. We come from different backgrounds. But I'm going to ask you a question. I have a pen right here in my hand. What's the purpose of a pen? Kalgoorlie, Boulder. What's the purpose of a pen? 
Okay, you got, I, that, I was worried there for a second. It's to write with. But it can only fulfill its purpose in life when it's in its master's hand. And you can only find your purpose in life fulfilled the purpose of your life when you're in your creator's hand, God's. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do tonight, to surrender your life and place your life in your master's hands, God's hands. See, my friends, God has a perfect plan for your life. He's got a perfect plan for your life. All the things that you've been longing for, looking for in life are found through Jesus and him alone. It's not found here on this earth. It's not found in drugs, it's not found in money, it's not found in sex, it's not found in any of those things. It's found in a personal relationship with God. All you have to be willing to do is to surrender your life over to Him, saying, Lord, here's all my broken pieces. I surrender it all over to you, because Lord, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Lord, I'm tired of being miserable in life. And God, I need you more than ever in my life. Lord, would you take my life and use it for you? Use it for your glory. Give me purpose in life, Lord. Help me to live for you, Lord. And my friends, he'll do that tonight. Starting tonight, he can do that. But you must be willing. All you can do, my friends, you can't buy it. You can't earn it. You receive it. When I go home, I'm going to take some gifts to my kids. Guess what? I'm going to take them. Not a spider. I'm going to take them Tim Tams. I'm going to take them some Tim Tams. And you know what? When I get back, my kids say, what would you bring us? What would you bring us? And I don't say, all right, you got to go wash my car, cut my grass. I don't do that. I do what? I give it to them. I say, here, here. I want them to have it. It's a gift. They don't have to do anything. Why? Because I love them. And that's what God has done. God's given his free salvation to you. His son's paid the price, and he gives it to you freely. All you have to do is to receive it. And say, thank you, Lord, for this free gift. And my friends, I told you at the very beginning, I'm going to ask you to make a decision. That time is now. You're going to have to make a decision on what you're going to do in life. Are you going to ask Christ to come into your life and forgive you of your sin and give you purpose and meaning and joy in life? Listen, it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. Listen, you could be a grandparent here and you've been missing it the whole time. Tonight's your night as a grandparent. Tonight's your... Tonight as a parent, tonight as as a young person, you can make this decision once and for all. I would love to see young people come to know Christ and give their life now to Christ and live for Him. And they can skip a life of misery. But you have to be willing to come. And so what I want everybody to do right now, I want everybody here, I want you to stand where you are. I want everybody standing. And this is the most important part that we come to. I don't want anyone leaving right now. We're going to be finished here in a minute. But tonight I'm going to invite you to make a decision. I'm going to invite you to come and surrender your life to Christ tonight. But you must be willing to come. You must be willing to come. And all I'm going to do, I'm just going to have a word of prayer with you. I'm not here to embarrass you. I'm not here to call you out by name or anything like that. I just want to have a word of prayer with you. But this is the most important decision you'll ever make in life. 
Tonight's it, my friends. Tonight your life can forever be changed. And if you want to ask Christ to come into your life, I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and just come right down here right now and stand with me. You just get out of your seat and you come down here. I just want to have a word of prayer with you. But this is the most important decision you'll ever make in life. Moms, dads, if you have some small kids and they want to make a decision for Christ, you come up with them. You bring them. Don't You don't hold them back. You come with them. Husbands and wives, your marriage is broken. It's in shambles. You're sick and tired of it. Won't you nudge your spouse and say, well, let's go forward and give our life to Christ. And my friends, he can take a broken marriage and make it the world's greatest marriage. He can take your home that's broken and in misery and give it joy and happiness. But you've got to be willing to come and say, Lord, I surrender it all to you right now. And all we're going to do, I'm just going to wait. If you come out, you got out of your seat. You may be way in the back. You may think no one can see you. I can't see you. Too many bright lights up here. But God sees you. And God's calling your name. God's touching your heart right now. And you can feel it. That's the King of Kings, your creator, knocking on the door of your heart. And he wants to come in. All this is leading to this one point in time. And so I'm going to ask you to come. I'm just going to ask you to come a little bit forward right here, right now. Come forward. We're going to make some room for some others. For those who are watching on the internet, you can stay tuned. I want you to make this decision as well. I'm just going to wait for some people to respond. There may be some of you here today. You've maybe you've gone to church, but you're living a life far apart from God right now. Maybe you gave your life to Christ years ago, but you haven't been living for him. You've been living in sin. You've been living with your back toward God. Living the life of the world. Tonight, you can come home. Christ wants to restore that relationship right now. Doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Christ loves you more than anything else in this world. Don't you want to know the one who created you? Don't you long to know why your real purpose in life is? You just come. Come right now. We're going to wait on you. Just another minute. All I'm going to do is have a word of prayer with you. Are you willing to come? You're saying, Will, why are you making me come forward? Because coming forward, you're making that decision. I receive Jesus. I believe in him. I see God hung on a cross for the whole world to watch him die. Jesus died on a cross for the whole world to see. And the Bible says if you're not willing to confess me, talking about Jesus before men, that he says I'm not willing to confess you before God the Father. It takes courage to follow Jesus. And you may have a a little voice in your head saying it's not worth it, don't go. People are going to be looking at you. My friends, that's Satan trying to keep you away from God. Have the courage to say, I'm not listening. I'm going forward right now to give my life to Christ. Your life can forever be changed. Tonight will be the greatest night of your life. Jesus, have the courage to take that first step. God will bring you the rest of the way. You come. Do you know why everybody's clapping? The Bible says that when 
one person, one person gives his life to Jesus Christ that all the angels in heaven rejoice. There's more than one of you. They're having a big old party up there tonight. All I'm going to do is I'm going to, we're going to have a word of prayer together. And you're saying, well, I, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't do this. I've never done this before. I don't know what to say. That's all right. I'm going to say a prayer for us, all right? And I just want you to repeat it out loud with me. We're just, all we're going to do is we're going to talk to God. That's all we're doing. We're just verbalizing to God what we feel in our heart. Now, there's nothing magical about these words, all right? These words do not save you. <laughs> Jesus saves you. Jesus saves you. We're just verbalizing to God what we feel in our heart. And so when we say these words, we're not going to grow wings and get halos or anything like that. We're just going to talk to God like he's, you say, well, Will, he's, can he hear us? Oh, he hears you. He sees everything about you. He can read your mind. He knows what's going on, but we're just going to verbalize it to him and tell him how much we love him tonight and just thank him for what he's done for us. See, my friends, you've come forward. You've asked Christ to come into your life. Your life is now changed. Now we're just going to verbalize it and tell God, thank you. And so I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. I want you to say this prayer out loud with me, all right? Say this out loud with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I am sorry for my sins. I believe you died on the cross to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. I want to live for you. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Give me purpose in life now. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Your glory, standing in the presence. 
the afters on stage here in Kalgoorlie Boulder, Western Australia on Friday just past as part of the Goldfield celebration. If you've realized your need for Jesus Christ, we'd love to help you. You can call through and ask for prayer at 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME or you can also call and ask for one of our New Believers Growth Packets if you've prayed that prayer today with Will uh, on 1-800-00-5011 during business hours. Now, we'll have more for you throughout the day from what's been happening here in Kalgoorlie. So stay tuned to Vision and do keep praying for uh, the people who've responded to the call of the gospel this weekend. God bless. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. 
Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.